Let's set this thing off with a prayer. Amen. Dear Father, oh, dear Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to preach the word, the honor and the privilege, Father, to preach the word to my family members. And we thank you so much. We just pray that you speak through Eric and I, take the spirit, make the words come out of my mouth that you want to come out of our mouths, Father, um, and may it glorify you. I see your name, Sunday, Jesus, we pray. Amen. I am glad Dwight um, shared what he shared because we're going to talk about some grown folks' business right here. Now, the reason why I say that, you know, I'm kid-friendly. You know, Uncle Wayne, teach the children. I could teach the children every week and um, be very grateful I had the opportunity to do that. That's my heart with the children. And sometimes I preach kid-friendly messages, tie them to the scriptures, use Disney examples and Nickelodeon examples. But today I'm actually glad they're not here. So we could actually talk some grown-up stuff, all right? Amen? So, by the way, I need some encouragement. So I need amen, uncle, yo, what's up, something. Let me know you're out there. All right. Let's let the word of God take over. Turn your Bibles, please, to Matthew 20, I'm sorry, 26, verses 36. Matthew 26, verses 36. Now, I say family because I really mean that. Now, I come from a culture, southern culture, southern black culture. Now, the word, when I came in, in Brooklyn, where I was baptized, you didn't call anybody by their first name. An adult, I mean. You didn't call a child or not, that's a problem. It didn't matter if you were Spanish, white, black, you're not calling a child by their first name. So... When I moved to Staten Island, some six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, they were calling me Wayne. So that's my wife. We'll get to that. Don Reed passed, but my wife, Don Reed, we're looking at each other. It's like, that child just called you by your first name. <laughs> and so you just can't change everybody's culture. So we had talks with family members and adults. And so they said, okay, it's either Mr. Wayne, Uncle Wayne, Teacher Wayne, but it's not Wayne. So that's where that Uncle Wayne came from. And then I went to Lego. Oh, I'm sorry. We have visitors from Lagos. I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. My uncle and auntie from Lagos are, tri- are visiting. So we went to Lagos, and, you know, I, I specifically said we were visiting a, an orphanage. And I said, well, my name is, I just came out of my mouth. I said, my name is Uncle Wayne. So the whole church started calling me Uncle Wayne. Anyway, visiting from the Akeja region in Lagos, our brothers and sisters, our family members, Adiola Adesanya and Fumi Adesanya. Now, Uncle Auntie, I know I messed up your name. You know, but that's that grace you're going to give me, right? Okay, let's talk about perseverance in the Lord. Perseverance in the Lord. And, um, okay, I changed it. I know I was talking a lot. I said, oh, I, I, get, I need to get to that scripture. I referenced you guys like f- five, ten minutes ago. So are we all there? Get 70, 26. Actually, Matthew 26, verses 36. The word of the Lord says, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with, with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. 
Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he felt, going a little farther, he fell to his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Can you men keep watch with me for one hour, he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back again, he found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to his disciples and said to them, Are you you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayal. I have two folks, family. My first point is not lessening my convictions, not lessening our convictions, not lessening the the family of God's convictions in the tough times. Now, we know that this is Jesus. We know he's the Son of God, but... He's, he's taking human form. He's taking human form, and, and he prayed as a human, if this could, we could do this any other way, if we could have this forgiveness of sin taken any other way, this cup, please. Um, he sweated profusely. He sweated to the point of death. He sweated. He didn't want to do this. That's the bottom line. Um... He sweated till his blood capillaries started bleeding. That's, that's how much he sweated. I, I can't relate to that. All I know is that's deep, as we used to say in the 70s. That's amazing. That's unimaginable to me. The, what's more unimaginable is God's will be done. Um, that's the most, um, I was going to say disgusting, that's the most painful murder in the history of mankind then, since, and probably forever. Jesus was willing to do that for not man, not for forever, for mankind. And I'm saying, how? You know, it's easy to say, well, you know, he was the son of God. We, we know that. But remember, he was human. So how? And I really believe only Jesus' foundation with God got him through those difficult times. And only his foundation, your will be done. Now, can we relate to Jesus? I say yes, because um, we all have stories. Jesus had a story. Every single one of us in here have a story. Some of you know my story, and some of you guys don't know my story. So that's why I'm going to, if you guys know some of the story, just be patient. But when my wife at the time, Donna Marie, we moved out here from Brooklyn about 14 years ago. I'm doing like that because I don't remember. Um, about two years after that, she was diagnosed with um, breast cancer. So that day she was diagnosed, I can remember exactly where she was. She says, honey, I have a lump on my breast. So I said, you know, it's like you're a disciple. This, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, you're going to go to the doctor. It's going to be okay. But in reality, we really don't want to face up to the truth that it couldn't have been okay. So we got the diagnosis, and... It was uh, breast cancer. That very day, we decided if we die or if we live, 
our faith is not going to waver. I said again, that we decided if we die or if we live, our faith is not going to waver. Now, you can say that because it's almost like, well, you're a disciple, you're a Christian. It's the spiritual thing to say. So cognitively, you, you, you say it. And you read the scriptures, and you cry, and you pray, and you laugh, that little defensive humor, so you could wake up and deal with it the next day. You don't know what to say, Kyman and Caleb, but you, just, you talk to disciples to get you through it. But unless you pray it every day for God's will to be done, if your heart, soul, mind, and strength scripture will be up here, but it won't be up here. It won't be down, sorry, it won't be in the heart. So we prayed that. I actually believe that. I actually teach that. God's will be done. And if you don't, when tough times come, and they're coming, guys, when tough times come, you're, 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 um, your faith may not waver, but it gets really, really difficult. And the point of the matter is, um, how, do we, how do we get to that point? My point was we pray heart, soul, mind, and strength. We pray that every day, and we have a lot of support. Uh, but God's will be done. Because the, the fact of the matter is our religion is based on suffering. Now, we talked about Andrew Lamora. Brother, you know, you don't, you don't think you're going to have a stroke one day. And there's countless examples that some of you guys have your own examples. Um, in Lagos, we went, and I stayed in um, Uncle, De, um, it was Uncle Shashan's house, and Auntie Dupay. And then I got a call from uh, Sadrach, and they shot Uncle uh, Shashan. So I was in the man's house. And, you know, and it's like when you're in somebody's house, it's, it's a difference. When they come and spend time in your house, it's a difference. When they come and say, you know, uh, they had taken us to um, Kayla and myself out to, um, to lunch, and she's saying, don't, make, don't let Uncle Wayne pay. I'm right in front of me, just like, don't, don't let Uncle Wayne pay. And, you know, so that's, that's family. And then you hear that news, it's like, God's will be done. Um, it's really no doubt about it. And then when we put Kaim, I had to put Kaim in a psychiatric hospital, Alice's hospital. And then you see him uh, foaming at the mouth and just drizzling in, like in a fog when he was put on medication. And it's like, and you know, and you know it's the right thing to do. But it's like his, his grandmother was from Trinidad. Now, that means if she's from Trinidad, that means the whole island knows what Wayne did to her grandchild and Donna Marie's son. <laughs> but you know, but you know it's, you've done it. So it's like you've got to pray, you, you know, God's will be done. So um, that's, that's, that's Jesus could have bailed. I could have bailed. I could have said, um, this is too hard. But God's will be done. Um, no, I'm okay. I'm just trying to get this together here. Yeah, we can relate to Jesus, but we have to pray that. We have to pray that every day. And if we don't, it's just going to get harder. Now I said, you know, and this is—it's about God's big picture. Let's turn to Colossians chapter three. Let's talk about God's big picture. I believe we need practicals to see God's big picture. Mm-hmm. 
Now you need to, te- you know, you teach the six to nine years old GEPC. So that's what I'm doing now. <laughs> and it works. Hmm? No, I, okay, I gotta be. I can't see. Well, check this out. You can't be prideful. You can't say, "Well, I'm gonna go look for it." And, and a bunch of believers. You gotta be. Put the Bible down and just read it. You gotta be. You gotta be humble. <laughs> And what does Colossians 3 say? Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So I've come before you a humble man. Um, I'm going to talk about one-on-one relationships because um, it's all in the timing, I believe. I really believe it's all in the timing. We got about five minutes. I know it's all in the timing. Um, we, you can't get, you can't get throughout your stories without support. You need those. You need people around you who have these qualities. Um, you have to have these discipling relationships, these one-on-one relationships, but they have to have these qualities. And one relationship I'm going to talk about was, is with John Bean who used to lead our sector with him and Chandra until they moved and now Sheridan and um, Debbie are here. But he would come to the house, and he wouldn't say that much, because what are you going to say? Hey, how you feeling today, bro? He wouldn't, you know. Um, you know, it's like he knew when to say something. He knew when to say, not to say something. He knew to take the phone calls and say, no, Wayne is not, no, he, he's busy, or he he's, can't come to the phone. Now, me, I love teaching the children, so one day when Donna Marie, it was obviously she wasn't going to make it, and I think the wake was the next, it was my turn to teach the class. All of a sudden, Paul Barber comes down to the, to the, to the, um, to the classroom. He says, Wayne, get out. He didn't say get out. He says, I'm taking over. <laughs> Come on. We're disciples. He, he says, Wayne, John said, go sit down, go pray, but I'll do this. Now, I was looking, for me, that would have been comforting to teach. That's just how I would have dealt with it. But John told Paul that he took my bag. He said, he took the teacher's craft. He took the craft and said, no, not today. And those are the type of relationships uh, we need. Now, it's all in the timing because what happened was Jesus didn't die for us to have a pity party, to be honest. The fact of the matter is, like I said before, our, our religion is based on suffering if Jesus could die on the cross for the forgiveness of sin of mankind, then forever we can get sick. We could have mental illness. We could have unexpected deaths. Is it, is it painful? Yes. Is it fair? It ain't about being fair. It really is not. It's about being like Jesus. So you have to have those relationships. So... At that time, you know, like the, uh, Uncle Israel from Shadrach, Uncle Chris, those guys from Lagos, elders, and just everybody was coming to the house to see how I was doing. But some of them said, Wayne, when's the last time you read your Bible? A couple of them, John was one. He says, well, okay, Wayne, a lot of people are looking at you like you hand, uh, how you're going to handle it, especially your children. You I know that some days you don't have to, you don't want to feel like praying. A couple of, I'll pray with you. A couple of prayers will do it. A couple of sentences. Read the, read the scriptures. Um, I'll read them with you. But you can't stop being a disciple. 
when things, when, when tough situations happen, church, family, you can't stop. Amen. Jesus didn't die for that. And those are the type of relationships I'm talking about. Those are the type of the, the, the sacrament relationships I'm talking about. And Jesus was like that because Jesus saw the big picture. Jesus said, hey, could have called a couple of angels, a couple of legions of angels. And I'm out of here. These ungrateful people, you know, dad, you did the, uh, the, Noah's, the Noah's Ark thing. You promised them you weren't going to take them out again. And what's, what's their gratitude? They don't have any gratitude. This, this sinning stuff, it's got to stop. But Jesus said, well, I got a God. Jesus said, well, here's the big picture. Boom, the cross. Are you down? Yes. No ifs and buts. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, what's the big picture? Now, we all have a, we, everybody in here, everybody, from the front row to the back row, Logan, my main man, we all have talents. We all have a lot of wisdom. I'm here to beg you scripturally, lovingly, with the humility, gentleness, patience, compassion, and kindness, and every once in a while you need to kick in the butt with the Bible open to use your talents for God. And that's why we need one-on-one relationships to encourage each other for the big picture. My big picture is to encourage uh, grieving families who've gone through these situations, blended families. Uh, the fact of the matter is, everybody, knows, not everybody knows, I'm sorry. Anita Wright, my girlfriend now, was Donna Marie's roommate in college. Because, you know, guys will be done. You know, you can't, you know, this is not Hollywood. You can't make this stuff up. So, so, and she, and she encourages me to talk about Donna Marie, because she's, you know, you've married to somebody for 20 years, it's reality. She says, if you talked about Donna Marie, when do you talk about it? I'm saying, you know, is, is this really a test? It's like, it's, it's like those nervous things, but she's sincere about it. So, and, she, and she looks at the messages, so she knows. So that's all about the, the big picture. And our, and, our, and our dream for the, for the kingdom is um, encourage and teach and just be there for blended families, Stuff happens to people. Um, you know, it's unexpected, and, and, and we, we need that. Now, the fact of the matter is, I want you to pray for me because as a social worker, I don't have my license. I'm not saying that to be bragging. I'm saying you, cannot, cannot, you can't give ethic or legal advice unless you're licensed. So that's very, very important. So part of the whole blended big picture thing is to get that licensing. That's, not a, that's, that's my point. So what is your um, big picture for the church, for God's people? Use your talents that God gave you. Um, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. If, you don't, if you're not doing that, then you're not having God-like discipling relationships, and that's what it's all about. Amen? I want to thank you for your patience. My time is up. Derek is going to share his heart.